to me, it was like, you know, it's the, the reason why we're, we're, we're suffering this way, you know, in these lines is, you know, it's the paper. This way you can just upload a file and it's done instantaneously. Yet there's also this move where everybody seems to be talking about we need to vote by mail. Does that tank your business? No, because I think that you're always going to have, you know, that that piece of, of the puzzle with, um, you know, an election day. And a lot of people, you know, to like to participate that way. I'm Sarah Fetsky. This is St. Louis on the Air. In December, the St. Louis Business Journal made it official. The area's fastest-growing company is No Inc. That name might mean nothing to you, but if you cast a ballot today, you more likely than not benefited from its technology. And joining us today to explain is No Inc. founder Scott Leindecker. Scott, welcome. Thanks for having me today, sir. So, Scott, we've likely all seen your technology at the polling station, even if we didn't know what it was. What exactly does No Inc. sell? Well, what we do is we like to, you know, it's kind of like what you're talking about with FEMA and the speed pass. We're kind of the speed pass for, you know, the, the election, you know, industry. And, and you'll experience that, like you said today, if you show up at the polls, um, you'll check in on what is an iPad um, that will scan either an ID or a barcode uh, with your notification card to uh, get access to your record so that you can uh, get access to your ballot a lot faster. Hmm. So before you guys were offering this on an iPad, um, how was this handled by local uh, elections agencies? Well, typically what, what you would do is, you know, go in and it would be a large, thick binder um, that would be presented and they would flip through that binder to try to find your name. Um, and then you would sign, you know, with an ink pen or a pencil and uh, then get your ballot that way. Hmm. So the idea of switching this all to an iPad, um, other than just the sheer joy of, of seeming to enter the 21st century here, what are some of the advantages that come along with that? Uh, well, the speed is obviously one of the, the main focuses that we looked at uh, early on. And uh, that was the main Focus, but but also, you know, back at the election board, it serves a, another purpose of being able to give credit to voters. Um, if you look at, you know, this election that just happened, you know, the the so-called you know primary election mm-hmm. where it elected Tashara and and Kara, um, you know, to to go on to the general. Um, during that time frame, you know, you have to give voter credit and that those those individuals that went into the polls and voted are very important to those those two candidates so they can identify them and then try to draw them back out, you know, in a short turnaround. Hmm. Um, so it's it's really important that, you know, you can get that information quickly um, and put into that database. And if you're doing it the old way, you would be, you know, looking at a, a computer and going one by one. Uh, to give credit that way. This way you can just upload a file and it's done instantaneously. So it's actually happening in real time that this is being processed? Yes, yes. I understand that St. Louis County is now allowing people to vote at the polling place of their choice. I don't know if that's just a COVID thing or that's going to eventually go away, but I just love the idea that you can go to the the one near your house. Is that something that's only possible because of people no longer checking in by paper? You're connected to this bigger system? 
That is. And, and what Eric Fay and Eric and, and uh, Rick Stream have done a really great job. I think they're going to continue this process. It wasn't just through COVID, but this was something that I think that they uh, had the vision to do early on. And that's called a vote center. Um, and instead of, you know, uh, just you being tied to one location, um, you're tied to, you know, hundreds of locations throughout the county. Um, and that's possible because of the technology that we offer. So you can connect. So if you go to, you know, Booter Library and want to check in, uh, you know, there, that's going to, you know, uh, basically reflect, you know, all across, you know, the county so that you if you try to show up or vote try twice or try to cheat, um, that will be reflected all across the county so that you can't go to multiple locations and check in. Hmm. So even though this isn't necessarily pitched as something that would stop possible fraud, it seems like that's got to be a huge uh, impact that this could have. You couldn't just go and, and vote twice and count on them not catching it till later. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I like to, you know, talk about when it, when you're looking at, you know, obviously the political parties, you have the Republicans and Democrats and on, on one side, you know, on the Republicans, they want, you know, security. That seems to be their, their key issue at, at the polls. And, and on the Democrat side, they want speed, you know, for people to be processed with this product, you can get you know, the best of both worlds. Hmm. So you mentioned this idea of speed, that this is really the biggest selling point here, that, you know, you can just scan these barcodes for people who have either an ID or they have the postcard that tells them where to come vote. Has this been proven to reduce wait times at the polls? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, all across the country where we do this, we're, we're constantly getting great feedback that, you know, lines are being reduced. Um, I was down in uh, Mobile, Alabama, you know, on Election Day two years ago and witnessed, uh, you know, a thousand people in line basically, you know, processed in less than an hour. Hmm. Um, so it, it really, you know, moves people through the lines, especially when you have experienced uh, poll workers using it. So this all started here in St. Louis. I'm curious to hear a little bit of the backstory of this. I understand this came out of your work with the City Elections Board. Yeah, it did. You know, whenever I was the, the St. Louis director, I, you know, there, it always bothered me, you know, whenever I would go and, and visit polling locations on Election Day and I, I would see those A through K lines and people may not remember them anymore because it's been so long since the city has used the, the old paper rosters. But, you know, I would always, you know, witness one line longer than the other and, hmm. you know, have to take almost that that beating from the public saying, well, why is nobody standing in this line and why can't I get in this line? And it was simply because, you know, in this line, it was, you know, the A through K lines and the other is the other. So, you know, that was something that always bothered me. And then ultimately, you know, um, when uh, President Obama was president, you know, there was um, uh, two State of the Union addresses that he really outlined, you know, uh, people having to wait in line to and at, at one of them he had, and I can't remember her name, but uh, an African-American woman that stood in line for over eight hours, I think, in, mm. in the state of Florida. And, you know, it, it, to me, it was like, you know, it's the, the reason why we're, we're, we're suffering this way, you know, in these lines is, you know, it's the paper, you know, mm -hmm. and we, we needed to, you know, move into like you called the 21st century. And so the iPad came out and it, it made a, um, it, it definitely, you know, uh, helped that 
that process and move it forward. It's interesting. So many of us get stuck in sort of the theories of like, you know, how can we get more access to the polls? You were really focused on kind of this nitty gritty. Here's this one thing that is way slowing down these lines. Once you had that realization, was it hard to come up with the technology to solve it? You know, not really, um, because, you know, at the time, you know, the iPad did come out. So there was, you know, there was a change happening. You know, iPhones have been out for some time, but the iPad just came out. And that that really looked like the right kind of tool. And we were actually the first in the world to scan a driver's license on an iPad. And it, it got the attention of Apple, you know, at that time. So they, they helped us out, you know, early on and still do until today because they think uh, – what we do is in our product that we offer is really just one of those really cool stories that they get to tell. Um, so it, it, it was something that I think, you know, just it just took a little bit of time to figure out, but we were able to, you know, get it working fairly quickly. And is this something where you have to worry about cybersecurity, Russians trying to hack the St. Louis iPads? You know, more so now than ever, um, we do. And we, we put a very uh, big emphasis on security, you know, uh, at Knowing. We always did from day one. Um, that was one of the reasons why we chose using an iPad over other, you know, tablet solutions out there because hmm. the, um, the, the iPad, you know, is, you know, the iOS operating system is very secure. You know, it has baked in security. Um, but there's a lot of other layers that we have. You know, we use, uh, you know, Amazon Gov cloud and things like that. And then a lot of things that we do, I mean, we're pen testing, I think, on a regular basis. I think this past year, we've done three pen tests on our, our solution. And then last year, you know, leading up to the November election, we were, uh, I believe, the only um, poll book vendor in the country that participated with Homeland Security, where they went line by line through our code to make sure that we were doing everything right. And they gave us a really a, a clean bill of health and, mm-hmm. and two thumbs up. Well, so you're answering these questions, um, and and it's so clear you're on top of this. But I imagine when you first set out trying to convince people to trust you on something this huge, I mean, nobody wants to be the first um, elections uh, uh, entity, government entity, that opts for a product like this and something goes hideously awry. How hard was it to make that first sale? You know, it, it, I don't know if it was all that hard. Cape Girardeau, um, Kara Clark, she was the, the first one to purchase, you know, uh, the product um, here hmm. in the state of Missouri. Um, she gave us a chance and, um, you know, it, it worked out really well for us. And, and she's still, you know, a strong client for us. Um, but, you know, I think what it came down to was, you know, a lot of people, I think, trusted, you know, me at the end of the day because I walked, uh, you know, in their shoes. I understood what it feels like to be, you know, an election administrator. It's not an easy job. We always say it's a thankless job. You don't typically, you know, uh, see the, you know, the Gary Stoffs or, uh, or, um, or the Eric Fays in the newspaper unless they've done something wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, but they do it, but they do a lot right, you know, at the end of the day. So, you know, um, elections are tough. So, you know, it's not just, you know, you know, you, you show up and all this equipment is there, there's months of preparation. So I think, you know, having that type of a background and understanding and then going to, uh, you know, somebody like myself and say, Hey, I did this, I think it's a better way. Um, they were, you know, obviously, that got the door opened, I had to have a product that, you know, did its job. And that was the next half of the 
piece of the puzzle. Hmm. Um, but really, you know, being able to say, I know what you go through, I think made a huge difference. So you were able to sell Cape Girardeau on this first. How long did it take to get your former elections board there in St. Louis um, on board for this product? You know, it took a little while. Um, and I, I remember the time it was actually Mayor Slay uh, was very um, uh, supportive of, of the product and the election board wasn't moving forward. And I remember um, talking to, I think it was either Jeff Rainfer or Richard Callow or somebody in the city called me up because the mayor, um, during the time he had an issue uh, happen at the polls. And uh, one of them called me up and said, does your technology solve this problem that the mayor <laughs> just went through? And I said, yes, it does. And they said, okay, well, you need to get down to the board and talk to them more about this. And so we we went and we talked to the board of aldermen. We talked to um, the, the uh, election board's office, but eventually they, they bought into it. You know, the city, you know, I, I shouldn't say that you know, they were reluctant because of, uh, of anything other than just funding. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, in the city, it's, it's tough to get funding for, for new technology. Um, and that was more or less the problem. But there was a lot of people, I think, pushing for us to get this in there. Well, I'm glad that Mayor Slay's voting problems paid off for you. That's a, <laughs> such a classic story right there. And and look, it's not just St. Louis. Um, the Business Journal reported your revenue was at $53.7 million last year. That's up from $17.2 million in 2018, $10 million in 2017. This is some huge growth. Are you guys basically all over the country at this point? We are. We're in, um, well, as of last year, we were about 28 states, um, I think about 1,000 jurisdictions. We had 90,000 units that were used in the November election. But, you know, Washington, D.C., L.A. County, New York City, St. Louis, Minneapolis, you know, um, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, you know, all these jurisdictions use it. And then a lot of other, you know, smaller jurisdictions as well. Hmm. So this all sounds like just, you know, you're on to this business where there's huge growth potential, yet there's also this move where everybody seems to be talking about we need to all vote by mail. If everybody starts doing that, does that tank your business? No, because I think that you're always going to have, you know, that that piece of, of the puzzle with um, um, voting in person. You know, um, we saw that even with the COVID you know, out there. Mm-hmm. Um, while there was a tremendous amount of vote by mail, there was still a lot of people that showed up in person. There's something about, you know, an election day. And a lot of people, you know, to pr- like to participate that way. Um, the smaller elections, you know, and also, you know, you got to think about the smaller elections as well. Um, there's not just a, you know, the presidential election that happens every four years, but we have an election today. You know, there'll be another election in August. A lot of other states have, you know, uh, multiple elections throughout the year. So, you know, I, I, while I think um, uh, vote by mail is a good thing, um, I think, uh, you know, having, you know, options is, is always a good thing to, to get more participation. Um, I think that election day is always going to be there, you know, for us. We might stretch it out. We might have, you know, 10 days of voting. We might have, you know, a couple weeks of voting. But I think you're going to still see a lot of uh, election day participation. Hmm. So $53.7 million last year. What are you looking at um, for this next year? You know, I I think we're going to do, you know, probably just as well, if not better. Um, this next year, uh, we, we recently uh, acquired a, another business um, and we're getting involved with um, the voter registration side of things. So, 
you know, we want, we think that we can help, you know, manage data. That's what we do with Pulpad. We think we can do it a, a better way on the uh, on the back end. Um, so we, we've started really looking at that and, and um, seeing how we can improve the process there. So I think we're, we're going to spend some money this year, you know, uh, investing back into the technology. Um, but, you know, we're, we're looking to, you know, we're, we're, we're not looking to sit on our hands. We're looking to grow. Well, it's been so exciting hearing about how you've gotten to this point. And uh, Scott Langdecker, founder of No Inc., I'm going to thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And don't forget uh, today's election day. So get out and vote. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Do you find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thank you. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to conservation and careful management of the state's forests to make them more resilient and better habitats for wildlife. Choosewood.com.